Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to Bachelor Blab. I am your host, Jackie Maroney, here today with another very special guest, Jody Walker. Hi, Jody. Hi, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Of course. How about you explain to listeners who you are, what you do? You are definitely a, a big Bachelor enthusiast, or at least you are a Bachelor enthusiast for work. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I like to say that I like hate to love The Bachelor as opposed to love to hate it. Um, I I do get true joy out of it. And I've been, um, so I'm an entertainment journalist. I mm-hmm. write mostly about TV. I freelance full time. So I write a lot for Entertainment Weekly and um, Decider.com and Vulture, New York Magazine, um, those kinds of places. But the bachelor is actually like the thing that got me into entertainment writing, which is a little bit embarrassing. Um, but I, I, (laughs) I, um, I just had, you know, I had like a normal nonprofit job, um, right out of college and I was uh, living in DC and all of my friends were watching The Bachelor. We'd get together and watch it. And I just found it like so impossible to watch. I would, it would, I would just like hide behind a pillow. It made me cringe so much. And I'd always, I've always loved TV and I've always loved writing. So I started sort of writing about it, like for my friends, just for fun. And then, um, started a blog, very, you know, 2013 thing to do. And, um, and that I spun, I, I ended up getting, getting an entertainment weekly internship from that. Um, and so I've just continued to write about the bachelor for myself. Like I wrote about it on that blog for so long. Um, I do these very in-depth recaps of it. And then about a year ago I started a newsletter, um, that in the bachelor season is all about the bachelor, very in-depth, um, Mm -hmm. recaps. And then in the off season is about like other pop culture and about to start Game of Thrones recaps. Um, well, we'll talk about that offline. (laughs) I'm I'm, like audibly gasping, but wrong podcast. Um, Shared interest. (laughs) It's kind of funny. I feel like a lot of the people I interview to talk about The Bachelor also have a very mutual obsession with Game of Thrones, which is so funny to me because they could not be more opposite TV shows yet. I don't know. I don't know what that. Uh, I don't know. Um, psychological warfare grabs for power sounds kind of similar. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. And I was even <laughs> saying, especially with we're going to go on a little tangent, and then I'll bring it back to the Bachelor. But especially sure, sure, sure. the most recent Game of Thrones episodes, I feel like they've been more a little more soapy and like relationship yes. focused than they yeah. have been in the past. And I, I'm sure it's because they're preparing us for epic sabotage on <laughs> the next episode. Uh huh. But um, I was kind of like, wow, this is. It's, it was very relationship focused and obviously The Bachelor is as well. So maybe You know what? I had the exact thought. I, I hope this is not too insider baseball about Game of Thrones, but in no, the last not. episode um, when uh, Daenerys and Sansa are talking and at yeah. first it's like very all smiles and they're holding hands. And, you know, I saw some people talking about like at the end of that conversation, like, oh, like that was girl power, you know, but then the conversation really turns um, dark. And I was like, mm-hmm. anyone who thought that that was like a healthy 
girl power kind of conversation, has never seen an episode of The Bachelor, so has never true. seen an episode of The Real Housewives. I yeah. also use Game of Thrones analogies a lot in my Real Housewives podcast. That's Definitely. so funny, but you, you know, you're right, especially these past two episodes of Game of Thrones have been so relationship focused. And it is kind of interesting that like, you know, it's this fantasy world. So you don't, you don't get much of that. But at the core, it's like, there's humans in Game of Thrones, and there's humans on The Bachelor, and there's humans on The Real Housewives, and they're all kind of acting the same way. <laughs> and they're all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But this is a Bachelor podcast. Not right, right, right. Podcast. Um, so you're saying when you first watched The Bachelor, you weren't hooked right off the bat? You didn't like it? I would say I was hooked. I just okay. find it so embarrassing. And I still do. I mean, I just, it's, you know, it is, I, I am someone who like in social situations, I will do anything I can to keep things like not awkward. You know, I have this mm-hmm. like, I just, you know, really like to keep things like light, like to keep things fresh. Do not, I'm not the kind of person who like embraces and an awkward sort of humor and an awkward sort of dynamic. And so when that is so much of The Bachelor is so awkward. And so, you know, I would say my entire relationship with The Bachelor is very contradictory. Like, I do not believe in the premise, but I also get really annoyed when people who are on the show don't believe in the premise. And I find it so embarrassing, but I also love it. And like, I get really annoyed when Chris Harrison is, you know, so into the construct of the show, but I also, you know, love Chris Harrison. And I just feel like, you know, I have this very contradictory relationship with it. And it's been like that since the beginning, but writing about it and like really breaking down the sort of um, like psychological undertones of what's going on there has always been the way that I sort of like embrace it. I am not a casual watcher of The Bachelor. Totally. <laughs> like no, that, that actually makes a lot watcher. of sense to me because so I started watching, I actually didn't really watch up until Ari season. And the only reason I watched the oh. episode of, well, and then I kind of went back and watched some previous seasons just yeah. like once I started doing this for work and stuff. But so yeah. I, I wasn't watching Ari season. The only reason why I started watching the first episode was because I think Ari season started on New Year's Day or something. So I was home you had some time on your hands. Holidays with my family. Well, and my sister was watching it. So I was just kind of, you know, after the holidays, you're all kind of just sitting around on the couch. My sister was watching it. I was like, this is ridiculous. What is going on here? Jackie, what a weird season to start on though. Yes. Well, because I I was so taken (laughs) aback with Ari season because, and you know, it was the first episode. And I think the first episode of any season is always like a little bit the cheesiest and maybe yeah. the, last, the last episode as well. But um, <laughs> I was just so taken aback because have you ever seen like um, Burning Love or, you know, sometimes on SNL, they oh, do a lot of parodies of The Bachelor yeah. as well. And I yeah. felt like, in, especially in Ari season, I was, I felt like I was watching like a parody of The Bachelor, but it was actually The Bachelor that I was watching. Right. And that's he, because he was so dry and I'm sure is a perfectly nice person in real life, but on the show was very boring, like very charmless. His season was particularly formulaic, like very, Hey, can I steal you for a second? You know, that's what they always do on SNL. Like, and I felt like I really was watching a parody of the bachelor yet. I was watching the bachelor and, you know, I watched the first episode because my sister was watching it. And then I was like, wait, I'm kind of hooked to this. And And then a couple weeks or maybe even a month or two later, had an opportunity through work to start like a a chat show type thing about The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And that's what I used to do before I 
moved it over to podcast format and then, you know, kind of just couldn't, you know, I saw an opportunity to do something like this through work and then got really hooked on it and then had to go back and rewatch so many other previous seasons because there's so much like weird history in this like quote unquote bachelor nation that I feel like especially in paradise and some of the spinoffs they're always referring back to other people from other seasons like it's not really a single unit anymore like the season happens comes and then we have new people it's like they bring people back from all over it's super fluid it's very incestuous yeah very fluid (laughs) yeah that's a good way to put it incestuous like just like game of thrones yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I would say it goes through like kind of major shifts every few years. So like, I didn't, I'm not like a long time watcher, you know, I didn't like watch it as a child. Um, but I started watching kind of casually in like maybe Emily Maynard season, which was, I don't know, like six years ago. And I feel like it's been through kind of maybe two. So you kind of have to get in like at the beginning of one of those sort of shifts to know what's going on. And I Mm -hmm. feel like one of those is kind of happening right now or totally. is started with Colton season and is like continuing in with Hannah B kind of like this you know very young way too young to even pretend like we're competitively entering into right. marriage um yeah so it's a it's an interesting time to be jumping it, in it is interesting and it's actually really cool that you said that because I have often said that with a lot of my friends when discussing the show that like I mean, the show has been around for so long. It's been around for so many seasons, but every couple years or so, in order to remain relevant, like Mm -hmm. it has to kind of evolve with the times. And I do agree. I've talked a lot about this on my past podcast that this season in particular, Colton's season, felt different because we are at such a peak of how the internet and social media Mm -hmm. affects the show. You know, it was always very present in some of these past seasons. Like it was obviously present in Ari's season and Nick's season. And um, what were the other bachelor Jojo and um, Rachel's season. It was present, but now we're at a shift where like, I think even the show like it was present. They in, have in to those, start talking about it. Now. Right. That's the thing is like, it was always present in those past seasons, but it was kind of one of those things that like, we knew it was there. They know it's there, but no one's really talking about it. And this was the first time in Colton season where it was actually really discussed on the show that this is very much an element of why people would choose to go on a show like this. Right. You should be discussing this while on the show. It was like, like weirdly meta in, in a way. Yes. That's like my favorite thing about watching The Bachelor is sort of the meta aspect of them producing it and what they're trying to sell us and what we're seeing and sort of like what they will admit uh, to what we're seeing. So like, right. I, you know, a couple of years ago, I think that that was sort of like admitting and people starting to talk about on the show that people would have an interest in being the next bachelor or bachelorette because it started to be done that way. The bachelor and bachelorette mm-hmm. all, you know, didn't used to be chosen from the old contestants. That's like right. kind of that's a midway true. point construct. So like, that's the thing that they would finally start talking about. And that's what would make you a villain or that's what would make you there for the wrong reasons. If you were yeah. there just to be the next bachelor, just to be the next bachelorette, you know, that's totally still a thing but now the thing that's like sort of starting to be talked about and you know it's like a dirty word is that like you're there for the wrong reasons because you're there to get social media followers or you're there which you know is I mean that is like a true reason to go on the show and I would not like you know hold that against anyone because I mean you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars 
Oh, totally. Way more. They have the best job in the world. Yeah. And I wrote um, before, you know, I warmed to Colton a lot during his season. Um, I I still think it was a a totally bizarre choice. And I think that The Bachelor really lucked into that being such such a wild season. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wrote about that, like, Colton... Again, sure, he, I, he he ultimately seemed like a very nice boy. I mean, he just, that seems like his, like, number one identifier is that he's nice. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I said, he had to be the least eligible bachelor they've ever had. Because going into his, like, he didn't have a, a job. You know, like, he'd never, and same with Hannah. Like, she's so young. Of course, right. I mean, who has a job one or two years, or, like, a, a career maybe one or two years out of, co- well, a lot of right. people. But, like... No, but you I know they, yeah. they're not, they're not like the bachelor used to be this, you know, this person that was like a pinnacle of what you would aspire to as like a future husband or a future wife. You know, they have mm-hmm. a great job, they have a great whatever. And, and now it's just kind of like, they are someone that you could imagine being an Instagram influencer. And so like Colton, you know, he didn't have up like a, a real, you know, he had his philanthropic endeavors. He had a former career as a football player, but like at the time he didn't have a career. And that's because being the bachelor and even just being a former bachelor contestant, it's a career now. Like It's monetized in a major way. Well, and it kind of, it kind of makes it so that the actual prize at the end of the day, like what all of these girls are competing for is not actually Colton and to be with Colton, like the prize at the end of the day is to make it far enough so that you're like known and get a following right? to go on all these spinoffs. Cause that's when you start really making money and start really making this your career. So that's what, what I think was so interesting about Colton's season. It was like one of the first times where everyone was kind of open, openly acknowledging and talking about that the prize is not to like win Colton at the end of this, which is why I think we had such a crazy ending was because like the, all of these girls are just trying to get like he he's not the prize to be won at the end you're of the really day, so sort like, of sacrificing something if you're yeah. the final person in some ways yes. you know i mean of course it is it should be noted that i think that like everyone who goes on this show who falls in love or is in the final two people they say it's very real you know it does create very real feelings mm-hmm. and so i'm sure they don't exactly feel like that in the moment but but probably that is some of like what cassie's conflict was is that she's so young and she came on this show and she like didn't expect it to be like this and that's you know she didn't expect to like really fall in love with this guy or more likely to really have him fall in love with her. She expected it to be like a fun experience and to, you know, get Instagram followers and to probably go on bachelor in paradise. And that's totally understandable. But like the more that these contestants are very young and continue to skew younger with younger bachelorettes and bachelors. And the more that they are just like, you know, Hannah G I mean, her job is just like content creator, which who, who among us is not, you know, but like that, you know, it's just going to continue to kind of dive deeper and deeper into that. Well, and it'll, you know, it's sort of, it will be most interesting to see how the bachelor handles that as an enterprise because they take themselves so seriously. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is, do you think that this is not a great path for them to be going down? Like, you know, they chose Hannah B as the bachelorette and that is what it is. But then going forward, do you think they're going to try to rein it in to be more of, you know, 
what this show was maybe a couple years ago? Or do you think they're just going to like let it go down this path? Because I think people are not very happy with this path that it's going down. Right. I think a lot of people are excited for Hannah B. I, I think because like she is. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I enjoy Hannah B as a bachelorette, just as an individual. Right. I'm excited about that. I just mean like as the show in mm-hmm. general, like p- picking these super, super young people who picking a bachelor, for example, who doesn't really have a career or much to offer other than the fact that like he's moderately attractive and is the bachelor. So that's why these girls want to go for him. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think it will all depend sort of on how Hannah B's season goes because Colton, I believe completely unintentionally in his season, kind of like to borrow another game of Thrones reference, sort of like (laughs) broke the wheel. You know, he, I don't think he did it on purpose because he always struck me as like a real rule follower. And I, and like, you know, he just wants to please people. And I think that's where a lot of his sort of troubles during the season came in, but by so explicitly telling Cassie, you know, you, we don't have to get married. Yeah. I love you. And I'm choosing you because I, how could I choose anyone else knowing that I feel about you? And, you know, I think that was like a really respectable um, thing for him to do. But I think for like, future bachelors and bachelorettes just kind of knowing that they can do that because that's how precedents get set on the bachelor and the bachelorette. I don't know if you went back and like watched um, Ben Higgins season, but he was the first person to tell two people that he loved them both. And it was like monumental. I mean, I can just remember watching that. He, I believe he had already told Lauren that he loved her. And then he told Jojo that he loved her and I can just remember being like what is he doing and now that's like completely it's commonplace yeah Colton told like the the final like seven girls that he was you know falling I in know, love with them I know and and you know and but it was always obvious before Ben's season that they were using this sort of coded language to hold themselves back from saying it you know the girl would say I love you and the guy would say uh, you know, and I'm crazy I'm about you. Thank you for telling me that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like they would really hide their feelings because it was sort of considered like improper to tell two people that for obvious reasons, because yeah. then it was like a real <laughs> blindside to Jojo, you know, that she didn't get chosen, but totally. like this they is how like precedent that, right? Like set. that great. Like, I think the more the, contestants and the main characters I say characters main main people the bachelor and the bachelorette the more that they break the rules the more viewers the bachelor gets right like Colton right. did a crazy thing with the fence jump and how like people were talking about that constantly so I think they're very open to letting you break the rules but at what point if it, it works like they're open to it if right, it works right. you know and if people respond well to it so like you know Ari did that insane thing which was not actually unprecedented had already been done once before where he like went back and chose someone else but he did it in such a painful way and it only worked because Becca was able to look like such a hero so those kinds of things like they just they can't plan they can't count on and you kind of just have to see how it plays out but I mean the bachelor is 
I mean, you, you know, I owe them a lot of hours of entertainment, so I don't mean to sound negative, but no, they're sure. very self-congratulatory. Um, and, <laughs> and so, you know, they, they're, they're, you could just feel like, in, they were just so proud of themselves for like how dramatically this had worked out. But if Colton had just jumped over that fence and never come back and quit, they would have been furious. You know, it, yeah. it, it happened to work or, or if Cassie hadn't come around, you know, if, if he had said, I broke up with the other women, I love you, please be with me. And she had continued to say no, like that would have been a fail. It would have been probably yeah. entertainment for us, but it would have been a fail for them. And like, what I, do you I think he would have done in that situation? Cause like at that point, like he can't pick Hannah G or Tasha. It would have been Colton like ending up alone at the end of this. And I, I mean, kind of a funny ending. <laughs> I, I, it would have honestly been a much more like expected ending when you look at his wider version of like how his his bachelor experience has gone on a whole, his, yeah. his time with Becca and then his time on Bachelor in Paradise were like very sad, <laughs> like very sort of yeah. pathetic. And so I mean, you know, I'm I'm glad for him that he got this sort of redemption and that he, you know, can be very tan now and Instagram famous. And I think that's just kind of like what he desired all along. And you know, he he did a good job, but it it would have like made a lot more sense, I think, if if she if she didn't come around. But you know, that's where the sort of meta aspect comes in, where it's like it's in her best interest to to come around right. especially after hearing oh, uh, that he broke up with the other women like you know are you going to be a villain or are you going to be a hero right no that's actually i actually have never heard you know obviously i've talked to a lot of people about this and i've never heard someone say it in that way that like it was actually because you know at the end of the day we keep talking about how the prize we won is not colton and you want to make it far enough um and then kind of get get off so you can go do your thing but when you're placed in Cassie's situation whether it's like okay continue to say no and don't date this guy or come around it is 100% in her best interest to come around and and he's just saying dating is the thing I mean I really feel like they worked it out again I think it was completely unintentionally it's like they sort of stumbled into this good situation through like a lot of missteps but like they worked it out in the end so well for themselves. Like they got a completely ideal situation, which is like, they got this sort of like fairy tale experience all the way through. And at the end, they didn't have to get engaged. They're just dating. Like that is always how these situations should end almost, you know, because yeah. they heart, especially on the bachelor, they hardly ever stay together. Although yeah. it is skewing more and more towards staying together as no, time goes on. I feel like a lot of people have been coming out pretty strong. Yeah. This, but and I have no answers for that. I have no idea why that is. Because well, you, you kind of, of think it would go. A lot of them aren't getting married, right? A lot of them married. are engaged and having really, really long engagements. And then. Because it's like they're dating. I mean, right, I think exactly. they come out so of these They things. say they're technically engaged and they get, so that they get the ring because that ring is amazing. <laughs> right. You should get that. Yeah. Um, and if you keep that engagement going for two years, you get to keep it no matter what. Exactly. Caitlin so Bristow. like that's the move, like right yeah. off the bat. But then I, I'm noticing a lot of them, like Rachel and Jojo, like they have very, very long engagements before. The, I think Rachel is just now planning her wedding and I don't right. know if Jojo and Jordan have really announced anything about it. The only ones who really like went forward and were like, yeah, no, like 
we're going to do this and they're having a baby is Lauren and Ari. Like they, which isn't that fascinating. I know that's insane. (laughs) Like it really just does go to show that they really did love each other. They really actually wanted the marriage and the family together. And you know, if if that's the case and Ari realized that good for them, you know what I mean? Cause at the end of the day, this is a show and separately from the TV show is their actual lives. And if they knew that this was actually right, they seem to actually have wanted the actual life together. And good for them. Because I don't think a lot of people do in this world. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think they knew what they wanted. I mean, obviously Ari did not um, immediately know what he wanted, but I, you know, I, I think he went through a process of kind of like lying to himself. And once he, he was able to tell himself the truth and like marriage is truly what he wanted. And obviously what she wanted too at like a much younger age. I also wonder if I, my feeling is that Becca and Garrett might move a little more quick. Like I, yeah, I could I see them so getting, too. I could see them being, they just seem ready. They're like of reasonable ages to get married. And, and yeah. not that there's like an unreasonable age, but there is an unreasonable age when you only date for six weeks and get engaged, yeah, then you I might want to like take a little more time. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's interesting to watch how, how everyone <laughs> plays it. But well, I, it I really think Colton Cassie kind of won out with, you know, because it is, it's such a bigger deal to end an engagement than it is to end, you know. Yeah, they don't even live together either. It's, like, very, very casual, which is great. And if they're happy, they're happy. I wonder if it'll last, but um, we'll see. <laughs> Do you think they'll last or no? Um, I mean, probably not, just because, yeah. like, I mean, she's same. Like, both of them, I don't know much about Cassie's, but, like, Colton, I just think, doesn't have enough dating experience to really, like, be in a position to get engaged to someone. Right. At least not for, I mean, I, I think the only way they'll, that they'll last is if they date for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then get engaged and it would be kind of like, you know, having a, a, like a college relationship that develops into an adult relationship. I think like Colton spent the entirety of his season being so unsure of himself and what he wanted. And you just watched him like over and over say he wanted and had to have one thing. And then like one episode later be like, I don't need that thing at all. You know, he, he spent the whole season saying that like he was there for marriage and then he fell in love with Cassie and Cassie wasn't ready to get married. So he didn't need marriage. And that's like, you know, totally reasonable, but, but someone like, you know, Rachel Lindsay, who was, very sure of what she wanted you know she was like a grown-ass woman very in command of this situation she knew she wanted to be engaged she knew she wanted a commitment to a marriage and that you know sure as hell is what she got at the end of it and Colton was is just like a much more amiable young sort of creature and so you know I I think that like the the two of those like sweet young people have a lot of growing left to do and they'll either do that together or they'll have a good time and then they'll do it separately. Yeah, no, I think that that's valid. And I think I agree as well. I want to shift <laughs> gears. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, Hannah B as the bachelorette. Cause that's actually coming up on us pretty soon. Oh, yeah. I think the premiere is the 13th. And I kind of wanted to go back to what you were saying about how the show shift so much since they're, you know, every couple years, you know, the show has to kind of reinvent itself slightly to like maintain relevancy. And I was 
I think it's really interesting to look at Hannah B being the choice of the bachelorette, considering there was a choice like Kaylin on the table. And I've had this discussion Mm -hmm. with other people that like Kaylin came into this situation, like wanting what she wanted, maybe five years too late. Like if this was five years ago, I think Kaylin playing everything exactly how she played it on the show would have been the bachelorette. And yet, you know, we're kind of in this weird time in bachelor world. And so then they went with Hannah, you know what I mean? Right. Yes. And I think Colton sort of like blazed the trail for Hannah and, you know, I think that The Bachelor is going to get like a much different situation than they think maybe sort of out of Hannah because Colton and Hannah kind of seem very similar in that they're like, like very sweet and kind and like pretty pictures, but like are a little bit of a mess. And I mean, Hannah in like a, in a very good way and in a way that like, and in a way that like humans should be, you know, they're, they're sort of like, I mean, I think that's what people love about Hannah is that she is relatable in that sense that like, she's not perfect all the time. She says the wrong thing a lot. She's very awkward and, and silly. Yeah. But I, I think a thing about Hannah and Colton that is similar is that they have some sort of like growing experience and then they're like there I did it I grew and now I'm ready like now I'm ready to take on something huge and like you saw that with Colton that he like grew a lot in Becca's season and Mm -hmm. he you know got his heart broken and sort of like felt like oh well now this is a thing that I can do and like absolutely not he could not he was so unprepared for being (laughs) the bachelor I mean it ultimately worked out fine and that's kind of the deal it always does but I think like Hannah went through her experience on Colton's season and she's like look at me like now I'm not the person who feels like I have to do everything right but like she definitely still is you know there's a lot of room left to go and she is going to do that like on national television and it's I mean but that's that's why people are excited for us I think now the focus is so much more on the story and kind of what they can get over the course of shooting this season that will make for good television versus picking someone who is actually a suitable candidate for marriage not that Hannah's not a suitable candidate for marriage she is she does seem very ready and wants to you know, long-term committed relationship. And that's great. But I just mean like in the sense that maybe 10 years ago, again, the, the bachelor or bachelorette was someone with a long career established, like probably makes a lot of money, like kind of has their shit together. And they're just like the full package ready to get these suitors competing for them. Whereas like now the focus is less on having the full package and having someone that can like take the journey because that, right. that's, what's going to give them the, the, the best sound bites for the the promos, right? Like, and the, and the most drama for TV. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it just kind of all depends because like no one wanted Colton to be Bachelor pretty much, <laughs> you know? I, I mean, really, like, I, it was had a, a story, right? Like had it been- did have a story. Been, you know, they're, they're great guys, but like, what was the story going to be? Right. But like, that is something that The Bachelor is very interested in that I think audiences are not particularly interested in. I mean, everyone has their fans, but like Colton's story was that he was a virgin and the entirety of like Bachelor Nation was like, no, thank you. I mean, what if we didn't? Like not a story that we're interested in. And then, you know, they shoved it down our throats for a few episodes. And then the story moved forward in like different ways as, as his relationship sort of like developed. But 
I think Hannah's is a story that we're interested in, in that she's just like sort of a mess and, and who know and who knows how she's going to like react to things. But you know what I always remember, that is something about Hannah that sort of like revealed itself. Well, I don't know. In her introduction, she, she called herself, you know, the hot mess express. And at first everyone was like, what is she talking about? You know, like she, she's like a pageant girl. What is, she talking about and then it was like oh that's what she oh was that's what you were talking about, about. <laughs> like, we you know yeah. like can't make her toast and just has like a lot going on but I think that something that I noticed a lot about Hannah as like someone from the south I grew up in Texas my family's okay. from South Carolina and Georgia I went to university in South Carolina and um and I also like grew up in the church and um, Colton's season had like a very interesting, like sort of evangelical Christian through line, like the whole way through. And Hannah was definitely a part of that, you know, like in her, in she, in in her first one-on-one or maybe it was her second one. She, you know, she, she had some very interesting things to say about like virginity and she was saying she was actually like happy that Colton was a virgin and kind of like talked for a little bit how like she the was shame that she, she felt, felt of shame. about not being a virgin, which yeah. was very, she uses a lot of language that for me is like very sort of like triggering back totally. to like Texas youth group, you know? And yeah. so I think that like that is could also play a part in her season. Like she is this sort of like wild person, but she's also this sort of like debutante mm-hmm. pageant. Um, sort of like prim sort of person. And it was, you know, kind of funny hearing her or, or interesting hearing her talk in the, um, in the women tell all, yeah. you know, she's very emotionally saying that like, I thought my life had to go one kind of way and it just so doesn't. And she, I like when she talks like that because she sounds so convicted and she, you know, speaks in this sort of like very deliberate way when she knows what she wants to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, her saying that and sort of like the drift that I got from that was like, you know, I thought I'd get married right out of college and I didn't and that's okay. But now I'm going to plan to get married like two years out of college because that's <laughs> just like totally nuts, you know, like, yeah. but, you know, I mean, in, in where we're from, you know, it does, it does feel a little wild to be, be, you know, older and older you get and the, but. Which I do think is a very fascinating element of I mean it was fascinating in Colton season and it was fascinating it will be fascinating in Hannah B's season just because that is something that I think well I I don't know I'm from the coast I grew up outside of New York City and now I live in LA so like to me yeah that is a very foreign type of mindset and so to (laughs) me it's fascinating that there's so much of the country that does really think like that and is raised like that um but I guess I'm speaking a little ignorantly because you know a lot of the country is watching the bachelor and is familiar with that kind of talk so right and it's like but I I think it's also you know people I mean Hannah's younger than me but like you grow up knowing how young your parents got married and you think that's how it will work out for you and when you're growing up and then you as you turn into an adult you have this sort of recognition of like oh no it's okay if it's not like that. And I think those are things that like Hannah is maybe still coming to terms with, but is she 23? 
Uh, or 24. Don't quote me on this. I, I think she's like 23 or 24. I don't think she's 25 or older. She's oh, she definitely is. I, I thought that 24. she turned 24 on the season, but I still always see her referred to as 23. So maybe she turned 23. Did I Google season, this but... right now? Well, it seems, seems Googleable. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Hannah B. Yeah. And also, side note, at what point are we, am I going to stop calling her Hannah B and just call her Hannah? Because there are no other Hannahs. I don't know. Well, you know, Becca going into her season, she was Becca K because oh, there was also right. Becca M. And I called her Becca K for a pretty long time. <laughs> um, but because they're going with this Hannah Beast narrative, it's very it's built Yeah, right it kind of rolls right off the tongue. And right, I just so- watched some new promo that was like, Hannah, they were like using B like as an award, like B E, like Hannah B the new bachelorette. Oh, Hannah B wait, I haven't married. seen that yet. I'll need to go look for it after we're done I talking. I think it was very fresh. <laughs> um, okay, so Hannah is 24 years old. She was born in 1994. So wow. It is kind of crazy to me. Like, I am 26 and was born in 1993. So my birthday was recently. But um, it's crazy to me. These people, and I am in no position to like be ready for marriage or, or that's not even something that I'm considering or like looking at. It's just kind of crazy that these people I'm watching on TV that are, that seem like, even though I know Hannah does not necessarily have her shit together, she has her shit together enough to like be the bachelorette and be like having 26 people searching for her hand in marriage. Right. It's crazy to look at that and be like, oh wait, she's like, younger than me how does she feel ready for this right well and the thing is like you don't to get married you don't have to have a stable job you don't have to like know exactly however like what they're the, the the process that they're going through to get married is six weeks long it's so fast and it's so elevated that like presumably you do need to have all of your shit together to be able to really know like who you're choosing and, and what, but you know, I mean, the show just really is not about getting married. Uh, at at, at what point do, but, but you know, Hannah's going on the show because she says she wants to get married. So we just kind of have to, we have to go with what our star tells us. You're right. I I wonder at what point, (laughs) if ever that they will start, changing that narrative a little bit to like, okay, it's not necessarily to get married. It's for love relationships, exposure, all, all the, Oh, I think it love. would take so much for them I to know, make that, that kind, of, really, kind of like huge cause, change. Cause part of, I don't know, I guess part of the joy, the kind of the joy I get in watching the bachelor is that like, it knows what it is and it knows what it isn't. And it's, it's humorous, but it still is that kind of, they're still kind of putting on a show and a facade and you know, it is kind of fun to buy into it, you know? Oh, they're absolutely putting on a facade and you kind of either you buy into it or if you're me, you sort of like relentlessly mock it in a 6,000 word recap. You know, I mean, it's, it's however you choose to participate. But you're still watching it. You know what I mean? Like they don't care how you're watching it. Um, You're still watching it and I think looking at it, and I'm always buying into something, you know, if I'm not buying into the construct that they're going to get married, I'm buying into how the women relate to each other. I'm buying into the friendships that they're making. I'm buying into how they're dealing with Colton or, you know, the it's, that's kind of the thing is like, it is a very personal relationship oriented show. So like, even if it's not, even if you don't buy into that, they're going to get married at the end of it. 
there's still a lot of truth there. Sure. No, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I feel like you, you've wrapped this all up so well. <laughs> I really have nothing to add. <laughs> but I am looking – are you – at least you're looking forward to Hannah's season? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I – the, the thing is you can never tell how these are going to go. So, like, even – when it's a, a sometimes a I mean Colton is like a, a fairly boring person you know he does not have like a he, he like I said like I think his sort of like main characteristic is that he's nice so like he doesn't have an extremely vibrant personality but like the the women on his show were very vibrant and and things you just like never know how things are going to work out so I think just and and always in these seasons it, it becomes not about the main character, but about everyone else. And so like, just because Hannah B is, you know, a really vibrant person doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to have a great season, but like, it probably does. <laughs> I think that she has sort of like a very deep well of, um, like anger in her, honestly, and like passion. And, and, and so I, I, I think that like that will will play a big role in her, you know, reacting to things. And she, it's they're very different people, but it reminds me a little bit of when Case Caitlin Caitlin uh, Bristow was about oh, okay. to be the Bachelorette, and she was just like so different than anyone else because she was so genuinely funny. And Hannah is like maybe a little less witty like that, but she is so genuinely unique uh, and not boring that I think I think it stands to be a, a pretty unpredictable season yeah no I totally agree and with that all we can do is just count count down the weeks until it's back in this very very slow bachelor off season but um, I'm really happy that you took the time to chat with me and you have such great insights about the bachelor is there anything else that you want to plug or talk about before we kind of wrap it up um yeah well i'll just say so once the um once the bachelorette season starts back or if you want to um go back and read the archives from previous seasons my bachelor newsletter is um jody j-o-d-i dot substack dot com uh and so right now you can subscribe to that for free and get um bachelor Yay. recaps and other pop culture and uh articles and fun right now game of thrones uh in your inbox uh wait amazing week. i need to subscribe to this because yeah I, so i'm are gonna be doing a recap of game of thrones on sunday so I'm a little bit, I've taken a, a small hiatus. My, my, um, my newsletter is called, uh, these are the best things. Um, but the, the, the URL is jody.substack.com. And so, um, I've taken a small hiatus from, uh, TATVT, but I'm about to start back on Sunday with, um, recapping the best things that have happened on the game of last two episodes of game of thrones. Okay. And then, and then, yeah, moving forward with game of thrones. And then once, um, bachelor starts back, uh, very intense, um, well, intense in their links, uh, comedic in their tone, um, <laughs> recaps of, of Hannah B's Bachelorette season. Well, yay. That's very exciting. And yeah. I'm definitely going to subscribe and be looking forward to that. Thank you so much for Thank you, Jackie. With me. I really do appreciate it. This was so fun. Thank you so much. And thank you, my avid listeners. That was Bachelor Blab with me, host Jackie Maroney. Tune in in another two weeks, and we will have another original episode 
once the bachelorette comes back we will be here in full force with episodes every single week make sure you don't miss it and yeah thanks for listening bye thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.